0: Five, six,
1: seven, eight! Break a leg! Hello, spooky, stagey friends. Happy Halloween. I'm Chris. And I'm Jocelyn. Welcome back to another episode of Break Leg Babble. We wanted to wish you all a safe and happy Halloween. And what better way to do that than release the final episode for the Stagey Spook series?
0: Unlike other episodes where we've chatted about some of our favorite spooktacular shows... This one is about to get real as we roll up our sleeves and dive into the stories behind some of the most haunted theaters, ranging from Broadway and the West End to those closer to home.
1: That's right. We will be taking you behind the screens of some well-known theaters and revealing our own hauntings. So let's get
0: started. Beetlejuice, cue the spooky music. Our journey begins in the bright lights of Broadway at the New Amsterdam Theater, Designed by Henry Hertz and Hugh Talent, the new Amsterdam Theatre opened on October 26, 1903 and was quickly nicknamed the House Beautiful. By June 1913, it became the home of the Ziegfeld Follies, which played there successfully into 1927. Unfortunately, the theatre did not bounce back as well after the Great Depression. In 1993, Disney purchased the theatre and restored it to its former glory. The New Amsterdam Theatre is now home to Disney's Aladdin and is one of the oldest remaining Broadway houses. The New Amsterdam Theatre has a resident ghost in Olive
1: Thomas. Olive Thomas was one of the many Ziegfeld girls to perform at the New Amsterdam Theatre and was also successful as a silent film star. There is a bit of a mystery surrounding Olive's death. While in Paris on vacation with her husband actor Jack Pickford, she died of mercury poisoning after they had an argument while no one knows for sure there are three theories the first is that her death was accidental that she mistook her husband's mercury bichloride prescribed for his syphilis for her sleeping pills but that wouldn't necessarily explain the large dose she took another theory is that she was allegedly murdered by her husband the last is that Olive took her own life after Jack revealed that he had syphilis and had passed it on to her. Whatever the cause, Olive Thomas passed away in 1920. Reports of her haunting the theater started mere weeks after her death, when various Sigfield girls claimed to have passed her backstage. Olive has made the theater her home ever since. A playful spirit, she has been known to move things, tap ushers and security on the back and even stopping elevators. There have been Olive sightings where she has revealed herself completely. Once, she handed an audience member a booster seat mid-show, and she has been said to be seen crossing the empty stage at night, bowing and blowing kisses. Portraits of Olive have been placed at the entrances to the theater, and the employees are always sure to greet Olive and say goodnight by either touching the picture frame or blowing her a kiss as this is said to keep her from causing
0: too much trouble. Olive has become so popular in Broadway lore that the staff at the New Amsterdam Theatre have had to add an additional sweep of the house to their nightly routines to make sure that no one has stuck in to stay overnight in hopes of an Olive sighting.
1: The next theatre on our list takes us all across the pond to London's West End.
0: Since 1663, a theatre has been on the site of Theatre Royale Drury Lane, making it the oldest theatre site in continuous use. The original building opened by Thomas Killigrew was the size of the stage inside the theatre today and unfortunately burned down in 1672. Another theatre also opened by Killigrew opened its doors in 1674 and operated for 117 years. In 1794, the building was torn down and rebuilt to seat 3,600 people. Manager Richard Sheridan is also known for installing the world's first fire safety curtain at this time. However, the theater would still burn down 15 years later. The current theater, designed by Benjamin Wyatt, opened in 1812 and has been active ever since. Theatre Royal Drury Lane closed for renovations recently and is set to reopen with Disney's Frozen in 2021.
1: Theatre Royale Drury Lane is not only considered one of the most haunted theatres in the world, but one of the most haunted buildings. This theatre has many spirits, but three in particular are reported most often.
0: The most famous is the Man in Grey. A tall man in a long grey coat and a three-cornered hat who haunts the upper circle, and can be seen walking along before disappearing through the same spot in the wall. The legend of the man in grey is almost as old as the theatre itself, and during renovations in the 1840s, a skeleton in grey rags with a knife through his heart was discovered in the exact spot where the ghost disappears. The Man in Grey is the most spotted ghost at Drury Lane, and is considered a symbol of good luck and a successful show.
1: The theatre is also haunted by the ghost of two clowns, specifically in the stage area. One is the spirit of Joseph Grimaldi, the father of modern clown and British pantomime. The other is believed to be pantomime dame, Dan Leno. Grimaldi is known to kick and push at actors on stage while Leno's presence can be sensed by the smell of lavender. Wow. Spooky. The last stop on our haunted theatre tour is a little closer to home for us. Anyways, at the Royal Alexandra Theatre, which is considered Canada's most
0: haunted theatre... While researching this topic, I reached out to John Karastamatis, the Director of Communications at Mervish Productions, who agreed to speak with me about the spirits that inhabit the Royal Alex.
1: At 113 years old, the Royal Alexandra Theatre is the oldest of the Mervish owned theatres in Toronto, as well as one of North America's oldest legitimate theatres in continuous use due to its near-constant operation since its opening. After Upper Canada College changed locations in the early 1900s, the playing field space became a park until it was purchased by Cothra Mulock in 1907, who then built the Royal Alexandra Theatre with architect John Lyle. The theatre was originally operated as a roadhouse, hosting touring productions and performances from all over the world, as well as being rented out to other companies. By 1963, the Royal Alex was only operational for a few weeks of the year. When it was threatened with demolition, Ed Mervish purchased the building, restoring it to its former glory. The theater continued to operate as a touring house during this time, with Mervish bringing in shows from London and New York. In 1987, Mervish Productions was founded by David Mervish with the intent to showcase Canadian work, as well as Canadian artists, while collaborating with other Canadian theatre companies. The Royal Alex was home to many of these productions, and now Mervish Productions is the largest commercial theatre production company in Canada. In 2016, the Royal Alexandra was renovated again, reducing the available seats to 1,244, adjusting width and legroom for the comfort of their patrons. The Royal Alexandra Theatre is currently home to the Canadian production of Come
0: From Away. As Canada's most haunted theatre, many spirits reside inside the Royal Alex, and reports of their existence seem to be as old as the theatre itself. Those working at the theatre from performers, crew, and security have reported temperature drops, noises in the dressing room hallways such as footsteps and dragging chains, to glass shattering in an empty room. Hotspots in the theater include the green room, the second floor dressing room hall, which is home to the haunted dressing room 10, and the house's dress circle. While speaking with Mr. Karastamatis, he told many stories from a man named Lewis, who worked the midnight shift at the Royal Alexandra stage door. Lewis would speak often of the games the spirits would play with him. One evening, upon hearing the sound of glass shattering in the green room basement, he went to investigate only to find a coffee pot simply sitting in the middle of the floor. Wanting to gain proof of these paranormal experiences, Lewis spread talcum powder down the second floor hallway where he would hear the sound of someone running. That evening, upon hearing the same sounds, he went to go investigate, and there was a set of footprints left in the powder. The Royal Alexandra Theatre does have three confirmed resident ghosts, the first two have appeared only as full-bodied apparitions. One is a woman in a long white gown who sits in a box in dress circle house left looking out onto the stage. The other is a tall man in a tuxedo and a top hat. Another possible ghost is an unnamed apprentice who fell from the paint room to his death in the theater's early route. Another possible ghost is an unnamed apprentice who fell from the paint room to his death in the theater's early years, though no one has ever found records confirming this. These lively spirits have actually inspired a song cycle by Ron Jacobson with an accompanying short story by Karis himself, which we will link on our website. Speaking of
1: hauntings close to home, we both have our fair share of ghost stories, some of which have happened in the theater.
0: And so, we are here to share our spookiest theater experiences. Eee! Ghost story.
1: Right. Well, I've always been very much in touch with all things paranormal. I've had closet doors open and close on their own. Mm-mm. The mm is right. The board to my attic shift and fall on its own. But that's not what this topic is about. This is about haunted theaters. So I will say that I've always felt watched when in my city's theater. At the Rialto Theater, there is a tight, swirled staircase, which leads from dressing room to stage. And at times where I've been alone, I've heard whispers and footsteps. Mm. Super yucky. Ugh. I've never felt anything malicious, but it has always made me wonder what or who like to hang out around inside this old theatre.
0: My ghost story takes place in the teeny tiny town of Cookstown, Ontario at South Simcoe Theatre, which isn't too far from the other tiny town where I grew up. So the thing you should know about Cookstown, which I didn't at the time, is that it's very haunted. I'm actually curious if it's a location-based thing, like ley lines, because for a small town to have this many haunted places is, uh, it's pretty crazy. So it was fall 2012, and I was in rehearsals for Nonsense, my very first community theater production with South Simcoe Theater. We had gathered to rehearse despite the impending thunderstorms. And as it happens, with old buildings and bad weather, the power went out. This theater doesn't have a traditional ghost light. It's equipped with emergency lights in the wings. Otherwise, it's pitch dark both upstairs and down in the basement. We all went down to the common area, which serves as the lobby and dressing rooms, to wait out the storm. Eventually, it became pretty clear that we were done for the evening, and as we started to figure out leaving, I realized I had left my tap and ballet shoes upstairs. I needed them for dance class the following night and couldn't just leave them backstage like my castmates were doing. My friend who was stage managing took a flashlight and we carefully made our way up through the auditorium. It's worth stating that at this point, I didn't know the theater was haunted. No one had ever shared any stories or rumors with me. I get backstage and I pick up my shoes and water bottle. It's Very dimly lit, and with how the backstage is laid out, certain corners are completely pitch black. It was then I saw a shadowy figure moving back behind the set pieces. It looked like a man, and he seemed to be leaning against the far back wall. He didn't move towards me, but I quickly decided it was trick of the light and to ignore the feeling of being watched. I called out to my friend to tell her that I was going to head downstairs via the backstage staircase. While grabbing my bag from the dressing room, I felt an icy grip on my wrist. I'll never forget it. There was no one else even in the dressing room, though I could hear my castmates with flashlights right outside through the curtains. In the half-light, I could have sworn it was a woman's hand. But I only saw it for a moment before it disappeared. And then, of course, I ran out of there. (laughs) Anyways, after that experience, it was no surprise to me that the theater was haunted. (laughs) So that concludes our haunted theater tour. We hope you all enjoyed it because uh, I'll be sleeping with my lights on tonight.
1: And I will be sleeping like a baby. <laughs> this also marks the end of our stagey Spook series. Thank you so much for tuning in this month.
0: If you are in the mood for some more haunted theaters, be sure to head on over to our website at www.breakalegblog.com. We have the theaters we've discussed today, as well as a few others from the West End, Broadway, and here in Canada for you to discover there. Your feedback is also super valuable to us, so please feel free to reach out and let us know what you thought about this episode and the series in general.
1: We hope you all have a safe and happy Halloween.
0: We will definitely be curling up with candy and a festive film tonight.
1: (laughs) Yes, we will. As always,
0: stay stagey. And don't forget to break a leg. Bye. Bye.